I am not who you say I am. Your definition of me carries no clout. Name so ugly and so unfair. I answer not, I wouldn't dare. A label you tried to give me, a name you tried to attach. When God made me, he didn't have you in mind. So I'll call myself what he says every time. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. A precious gift am I, loved and cherished, adored and perfectedly designed. My beauty runs deep like a mountain stream. I'm deeper than what the eye can see. Valued and purpose, a woman, strong and mighty, filled with God's power and presence. His glory rests upon me. I am his to claim. Once again, he wasn't thinking of you when he gave me my name. So call me what you want. Snicker and sneer. The power of who I am is not dependent upon you, my dear, for I am God's daughter. Welcome to the Fullest Life Podcast. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of the Fullest Life Podcast. I am your host, Vita Tucker, and it is an honor and pleasure, as always, to be here and to share with you guys at this time every week. And um, for those of you who are new to the Fullest Life Podcast, welcome. I am glad that you are here. The Fullest Life Podcast is a podcast dedicated to women. It is dedicated to us living our fullest life. Not because we don't have situation problems and circumstances, but just because we have made a decision that we're endeavoring to live a full life. And it's based on the scripture of Psalms 16 and 11. And in that scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one and only says that he will show us the path of life. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So I am so excited today, guys. And I'm Glad to welcome those of you who have been journeying with me for a while on the Fullest Life Podcast. I thank you each and every week for those of you all who tune in and who click on, who go to whatever podcast platform you use to listen to those who listen on Facebook or Instagram or however you choose to um, join into the Fullest Life Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. So, um, I'm at home and I finally, guys, I've had, I moved and I have some stuff in storage. I found my microphone. It was in a box and I was like, I don't know where it is. And so uh, I might sound a little different, maybe a little clearer. I think it's a little louder too um, than normal, but it is, um, I'm glad to have found this microphone because it does make a, a whole lot of difference in everything. But I know um, at the beginning, you guys, um, you heard the poem, and I wrote that poem um, a couple of, well, last week, and I think I told you guys I was watching The Great Debaters, and it made me want to write, but it happened after an incident, and what happened in the incident is um, I was talking to a young lady who said that 
her um, teacher had described her as a certain way. And she didn't know, she had basically taken on the identity of what this teacher had said about her. And I was like so upset about it. You know, I'm trying to encourage her and everything. But later on, when I got back to my hotel, it, it really bothered me that um, she had become who someone else said she was. And I it took me back, and I think I talked about it a long time ago, but for those of you who are um, new, you probably you haven't heard it, and those of you who are been with me for a while, you probably have, but just act like it's new to you or just, you know, build on top of it. Um, but when I was in high school, guys, I had a teacher and Miss um, Debo, I said her name, Miss Debo at Hazelwood Central High School in Florissant, Missouri. And Miss Debo might have had a um, color problem. She did. And um, so at the high school, I was it was a predominantly white high school. There were a few black school students that were there. Um, we were by no means where there was like an equal ratio. It was, you know, what it was. And um, I remember one day she always had something to say and she wasn't very nice to me, but on a particular day in class, we took a pop quiz and we finished the pop quiz and she marked my answers, a couple of my answers wrong. And I went and I said, Hey, Miss Debo, um, you marked my answers wrong. And she said, too bad. Once I mark them wrong, they're wrong. I don't change anything, which I thought was mighty rude since she was in the wrong. You know, so we had um, some choice words for each other. It wasn't really nice. Probably wasn't. It was not by <laughs> my finest moment at all, but it's okay. I was in high school, and so I didn't know, you know, how to handle stuff better the right way. And um, so she and I had, we never had a good relationship. But years later, much later, I was um, in a grocery store standing in line and I looked and I realized that she, it was Miss Debo standing in front of me in the line. And I tapped and I was like, you know, hey, Miss Debo, you probably don't remember me. I was a student of yours in high school. And she was like, she just looked at me with this look. And I said, Vita, my maiden name, I said, Vita Morris. And she was like, oh, I thought you'd be dead by now. Now, let me tell y'all something. Even then, it took all the God in me not to let her really have it. But I made sure that she knew that not only was I not dead, but I was well alive and doing quite fine for myself. And it was all good, you know? And I thought about, had I taken on the identity that Miss Depot had tried to give me in high school of that I would never be anything, that I couldn't do anything. Even like my counselor, my high school counselor told me that I shouldn't go to college. That, you know, you're not college material. You know, you should just find a little job. You know, that's kind of the, the, the lay of the land and that time. They, you know, anyway, um, I've had I taken on the identity that was given to me by them. I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be talking to you because I'd be somewhere thinking that I was less than, that I wasn't worthy, that I was um, just a problem that, you know, all these things that people label you as. And so as I talked to that student, you know, I told her that that's, you know, you don't have to accept what anyone says about you. So later on, I'm talking to another student, not at the same school, at another school. And he was talking to me about how 
the teachers put him down and say these horrible things about him and, and all of this stuff. And it really bothered me again. And I'm like, you know, people need to stop talking so much and just really labeling, trying to bring others down. And um, so my son and I were having a conversation and he was telling me about, he was on uh, um, playing a game, a video, one of these video games. I don't know which one it was, but you know, they talk live to people um, through the game system. And he and this guy were playing and they were fine until he started winning. He said, and all of a sudden, after I started winning, he began to call me out of my name. He said, I became, all, he said, it's like I became a, a nigger. And that's what he kept saying over and over and over. And he got really mad my Sunday and I, he didn't really handle the way I would prefer him to handle it. But I later, when we were talking about it, I told him, it doesn't matter what people call you. It only matters what you answer to. And I want you all to know that as well. There will always be people who are going to try to label you, who are going to try to define you, who are going to try to bring you down and have something to say about who you are. There are people who have well intention, who will try to tell you how to run your life, how to do this and what you should do. But all I want you to know is this, you have a God who loves you and made you. All together, before you, the world was ever formed, the word of God says that he knew you. He knew who you would be and what you would be and what he called you to be. See, what God called you to be far exceeds anything of what man can call you to be or to say about you. So let's make a decision right here now that who we are is not going to be based on what other people say. I hear so often parents speaking ugly things over their children and they can't understand why they act out. They can't understand what's going on with them. And this has, this child has attitude. And my thing is, what are you saying about your child? What are you saying about yourself? And what are you receiving about yourself? What we receive and what we allow people to speak over us will determine who we will ultimately become because whatever as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And if you accept and believe everything that people say about you, because I don't care who it is, you feel like they have some kind of authority to say it and you take it on, then you will be exactly what they told you you would be. You will be exactly that thing. And over and over and over, we see it. Oh man, we see it all over. You have heard time and time again of stories of people who have, were incarcerated or people who live crazy lives. And it was because of what someone spoke of them. Now, let me clear this up. The young people that I was talking to in the school, one was a black kid and one was a white kid. Same experience and same hurt happening to each one of them because they were taking on the lies that someone else has spoken over them. We don't have to do that. You know what? I was on the airplane the other day and I was, you know, there's airplane etiquette for people who don't fly. I just want y'all to know that even if you do fly, there's airplane etiquette. People deplane one row at a time. And so I'm, it's my time to, my role to go. And this man comes from out of nowhere from the back. And he is just going to bogart himself through. Well, y'all, if you know me, that's not going to happen. So I kindly turned 
to where he could not get past me until I got up. And then I let the other lady on the other side of me and the other two people out before I moved because there's a protocol. But he didn't say it out loud enough for me to hear it. But I felt behind me that someone called the N-word said that they called me nigger. I ain't going to say the N-word. This is my podcast, so I can say it. And I, he didn't say it loud because had he said it, I already knew my reply. I wouldn't have replied because I don't answer to anything that I don't agree with. You don't have to answer to everything people call you. You don't have to answer to the things that people have done to us. So many times we feature people and give them so much space in our heads that they can just come back at any time and push our buttons over and over. It's the same people keep coming in and pushing your buttons because somewhere you haven't taken back your button. You still let people have power over you that they don't own and nor should they have a right to. And so I am asking us as women, who are you letting live on the inside of your head to controls and run stuff? Now you may say to me, Vita, I nobody is controlling me and nobody's running me, but here's my question to you. If X, Y, and Z person, whoever it be, your ex-husband, your ex-boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your sister, that friend that used to be friends that hurt you, whoever it was, comes across your path and you're in the same place at the same time, what's your reaction to that person? Would you speak to that person? Or would you leave and exit so you don't have to speak? Or would you say something hateful? Or could you just truly be in the same room, in the same place, and not even allow it to bother you? Because until you get to the place that you can't, you don't allow it to bother you, that person is still taking residence within you. And you are giving them property that they never purchased and they don't own. You don't belong to anyone and no one has the right to control you. But if you give it to them, you allow them to. I remember <laughs> one time um, I had a friend back in the day and she and I were really close and um, I did a lot of things for her. You ever have one of the relationships where you are giving, 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 and they're just taking, taking, taking. And she, boy, she took me dry. I mean, she she really did. I did all kinds of stuff that I was trying to help her because she was a single mom. And this is before I ever had my son. So this is over 25 years ago. And I would do things and go out of my way and everything. And so long story short, the friendship ends ended. And I was really hurt in it because, you know, as the person who overgave in a relationship, you tend to be hurt when it comes and when it ends. And so one day I'm in the target, right? And I hear her voice. She had a very distinct voice. I hear her voice a few hours, hours past. Um, and I'm like, I stop immediately. Like I froze in space y'all. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's in the store. That's her voice. I found myself kneeling, kind of creeping around the corner, kind of almost crawling, trying to sneak out the store so I wouldn't have to run into her, so I wouldn't have to have a conversation with her and all of this. And I know people said, what is this woman doing? She must be absolutely crazy. And it's because I didn't, I hadn't resolved the issue in my heart. 
and she was still taking up residence. I had stopped letting her use me like naturally, like she wasn't getting money or using me to pick her up or do stuff for her child anymore, but she still had far too much control in my life that when I'm in the target and I'm hiding between racks trying to get away from you because I don't want to speak to you, I don't want to see you, I don't want to deal with it, then that means I was, she still had far too much of me. So I had to sever that. I had to go to the Lord and forgive her and forgive myself. When we forgive, it's too, most of the time, it's not just we have to forgive others, but we have to now. If you're not a forgiving person, you will always have people who have ownership. You are, a lot of plot, you are like a plot of land that's been multi-divided between everyone that you hold on anger against and haven't forgiven because they're still hold, you still holding on to it. So they own you. But you also have to forgive yourself. You know what? We're at the end of Black History Month. And I'm telling you guys, at the end of Black History Month, we still in this nation have a way to go. I would never tell anybody anything different. I deal with people every single day all across this country, whether I'm here at home or whether I'm traveling. I know where I'm welcomed and I know when I'm not. And I know when it's because um, the color of my skin or just because, you know, people just don't want to be nice. The two are completely different. And when you're treated, you know the difference between the two. And so I'm not by any means saying that we as a nation and as a world are good. I know we need improvements. But you know what? I refuse to walk around with unforgiveness and hatred towards anybody. I give every person I try, let me correct that, I try through the help of the Lord to give every person the opportunity to show me who they are instead of judging them like I don't want to be judged. But if you are holding on to your anger and you're holding on to bitterness, you are losing the battle. You are literally allowing those people to win and take control of you every single time. You are too valuable for that. You are missing some stuff. You're not getting all that you can get. You're not living your fullest life if you are holding on to old stuff. So my hope and my prayer is that we will let it go, that you would take a moment tonight and just sit down and say, okay, be honest with yourself and say, who am I? have I not forgiven? And literally just say, I forgive it. If you just say it out to yourself, then you've already made a, a big um, move. Not necessarily everybody do you forgive. Do you have to call them up? Some people you can't call. Excuse me, you can't call them up. They're dead and gone. But forgiving your heart, because that's the most crucial part. But also forgive yourself. We are not perfect. I am far from it. I'm going to tell you, I have a time every night when I sit down with the Lord and I repent. And then I have some times in the middle of the day that I have to say, well, Vita, that might not have been the right thing to do. So perfection is not what we're going for, y'all. We're going for our fullest life. And we don't want anything to stop us from being who God has called us to be, to live in our best life. And when we allow people to tell us who they think we should be, and what they think we should do outside of what God says, then that's not our fullest life. 
when we give people and feature them in our heads too long and they are running a full concert in your head and you don't even get any benefits from the concert, that's too long. We are so much more valuable than um, we even know. And so, you know, with my little end of my 55th birthday month, y'all know I've been all month celebrating. Had dinner today with my um, family members and we had a wonderful dinner. I take it as a celebration. You know, nobody has to say happy happy birthday to me for me to celebrate because I'm still celebrating all the time. Um but I was talking to another friend, and she just turned 55 um, yesterday. Yes, yesterday she just turned 55. And we were talking about celebrating life and how important it was. And what I thought about is if we looked at all of those people that you were close to, like one of my, my I think I've said it multiple times, my best friend in life, my closest friend I've ever had, she passed years ago. In her, in our, in our thirties, she never even got to see, you know, she never got to see forty. She never got to see fifty. She definitely, you know, fifty-five. And just the fact that I am still here, and there are things that I've been allowed that I've done that were I've got to experience and to enjoy that she never got a chance to see and to do in life is a reason to celebrate. But it's also there's people at, that I still haven't touched and whose lives that I'm supposed to touch and people who are supposed to touch my life. And we're still hanging in there, going to the next level, you know, and celebrating all that we are as women and loving who we are, loving ourselves enough that we can say, I am God's daughter. And what you say about me doesn't matter. It's not what you call me. It's what I answer to that makes the difference. So each of you, I just want you to know I love you and I'm speaking wonderful things over you. When I speak at the end of that poem about who I am fearfully and wonderfully made and with a purpose and destined and valuable and adore. I'm not just saying that to me. I'm saying that to you. And if you don't have any words to speak over yourself, I keep telling y'all, you need words to speak over yourself. Contact me. I will give you some. If not, get you somebody around you. Google it. There's enough stuff out there in the world, positive affirmations you can begin to speak to build yourself up to build yourself up. I'm not talking about this stuff. People talking about some energy. You don't have, you can burn a sage. You can burn a whole sage bush and a whole tree in your house. But until you change your mindset and believe that you are a gift that God made, you will still be a, in that house, the house on fire with the sage with a wrong attitude. So I'm just saying, if you need encouragement, I'm here for you, but know that I pray for you. I love you. Go out and have a super fantastic weekend. Live your life to the fullest because you only give get one. So you might as well live full so that you can die empty. Thank you all. Love you. I will talk to you all later. Have a great remainder of your week. Love you guys.